Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for your favorite dad podcast. And the show I'm talking about is If You Give a Dad a Podcast. So this week I have with me uh, Big Joe Helms. He is a wrestler out of the southwest Missouri area. I actually got to see him wrestle in Salem Springs um, a few months back. This guy was awesome, and I think he has a lot of potential. He definitely has that it factor when it comes to his look. And uh, I've got to see a couple of his promos and things like that, and he definitely has what it takes to make it big, I believe. And he had some pretty cool stories. He kind of told me about how he got into it. You know, a lot of what we do is we talk about how people get into the field that they're in on this show. I believe that he had a very interesting story to tell today, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast... Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the, the work rate, brother. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. She said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows. And I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural. Bro. I just remember because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes, <laughs> What? Okay, before I get started, have you ever had an idea for a design that you wanted to put on a shirt, hat, tumbler, or even a puzzle? Well, over at RNL Designs, they can make those ideas come true. For the month of August, all ready to ship or local pickup t-shirts and canned glasses with bamboo lids are $10 each plus shipping. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Etsy for digital designs. I'll have a link to all of their pages in my show notes. Go check them out for all of your custom needs today. All right, everybody. So today I have with me Joe Helms. He is a wrestler out of the southwest Missouri area, and I've actually gotten to see him wrestle one time in uh, Siloam Springs. He was a pretty awesome guy, and he's fun to talk to and everything, so I am very excited to have him on today. Joe, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing good. You know, just uh, getting everybody settled down for the night and now it's time for me to do my podcast and you know talk about things that i like right on so how did you get into wrestling because i know you said just a few minutes ago that you had a bunch of people telling you you have that it look which you definitely do what made you actually say you know what i'm gonna try this out well you know i back in 2003 you know i i had went to um it was a harley race wlw show and um i i'd always had the dream like so many people out there that they wanted to be a professional wrestler mm-hmm. they want to know what it's what it's like you know and at the time i you know just started my family and i had a, a couple of little kids you know they had to have been oh three or three or four or something at the time mm-hmm. um 
you know, I, I got real close to uh, signing a, a contract with Harley Race to start training at his school in Eldon at the time. Oh, wow. And I just I, I didn't pull the trigger then mm-hmm. um, but just because it just wasn't financially fitting for me at the time. And I let it go. Um, I, I always followed, like, indie wrestling for a long time. I would go with one of my friends uh, and we'd go see, you know, uh, Harley, he knew Harley and um, we would kind of travel all over, you know, the, the Midwest area and watch some of the shows. And I just, I always had that itch, but ever, ever since, you know, I, I didn't sign in and didn't do any training or anything like that. I just left my focus on football. Okay. And so I ended up starting to play arena football. Oh, so um, Springfield ended up having its first arena football team. It was the Springfield Wolfpack, and it started in 2007. I got you. And um, I, you know, had ended up going through a divorce in 2005. I ended up, you know, getting custody of my children. So I had custody of all three of my kids. So I was a single dad. Uh-huh. And you know, I my life just felt felt real depressing, just real depressing. And I was a really good ball player in high school. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was. I ran into a couple of friends, you know, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we're starting this team. Won't you come give it a try?" You know, and I was like, "You know what? It's been it's been years, you know, since high school." And I was like, "You know, yeah, I'll give it a try." You know, and so I just started working out. I found out when the tryouts were. Started working out, getting myself in shape, and because I'm one of those people, like I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out all out and do it, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go out there and look like a damn fool. I'm not gonna go out there and look like a damn <laughs> fool. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I want to be in the best shape that I can because I got something to prove. And right. I've always had that per I've been that personality of okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And so um, I ended up making the team. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. We had an issue with our centers not showing up or getting hurt or whatever. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I played center a couple of times, literally two times in high school, and I did well at it. I said, let let me give it a shot. And so I started doing it, and I got obsessed with it. And I was watching everything that I could, you know, Mm -hmm. Jeff Saturday, just just anybody that I could. You know, one of my favorite centers – his name was Brett Helms. He was a center for LSU in college, and okay. I would watch him. You know, it just I got obsessed with it, and I got really good, and I ended up doing it, you know, playing for multiple teams, um, and I had like a 15-year career at it. Oh, wow. Um, I ended up, yeah, I ended up starting 150 consecutive games since 2007, and I ended up winning um, – uh, Iron Man. Well, see, I did arena and semi pro. I kind of bounced back and forth. Okay. And so I got Iron Man and semi pro, you know, and um, I won five championships, five rings. I got five nasty looking rings um, <laughs> in, my, in my ring box, you know, and uh, 15 all stars. I mean, I had one fun ride with it. Yeah. You know, I started with the Wolfpack, and then mm-hmm. when they defuncted in 2012, I played for the Voodoo. I played for the Voodoo a couple of years, and they kind of went south, went to a championship in that one, and we didn't win that one. And then um, I left them in 13 and went to the four-state fusion out of Joplin. 
and okay. re-rattled rattled off like 52 consecutive wins and had like well i had a th- i three-peated with them and some of the guys that were there it was a four-peat so and that was a great great run there and then traveled back to springfield in 19 and won two more in uh 20 and 20 and 20 and 21 and that was where i finished up my career last summer okay wow and yeah and that's and that's kind of a wild story in itself because (laughs) um you know, I was sitting there. I had a couple of games left, and I and I just I, a couple of years. You know, even the two years with the championships. You know, I had a great time, had fun, had a blast. I mean, mm-hmm. we were blowing people out. Like one one score was like one hundred and thirty-two to like like twenty-seven. It was like the most points ever scored in a in a football <laughs> game in America. That's insane. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we 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 scored over a hundred on a few people, and nobody would want to play us. And it, it just got to my point where I'm like, man, this is stagnant. Like, yeah. I've hit a wall here. I'm I'm forty. Uh, last year, last summer, I was forty-three years old. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's just no fun. It's the same redundant thing every time, every year. Yeah. And so, you know, I was sitting at at this park, and I was like, God. I said, I don't want to play football anymore, but I said, I don't know what to do. I said, I've got more left in the tank. I said, I've got something to give. I just don't know what it is. I said, you know, I, I build classic cars and stuff on the side too, but I was like, I don't want to go back to doing that right now. I just don't, I'm just not, I'm just not a normal person. I'm not normal. You know, normality is not me. Yeah. And I said, whatever it is, God, that you got for me, I said, let's go. Let's do it right now. You know, and mm-hmm. I left it at that. And um, the next weekend, ICWF was having a show in Republic, which was Father's Day weekend. Okay. And me and my son was supposed to go to it together, and he decided he didn't he didn't want to go. And um, I was like, I almost did not go. Like I I was on the fence. I was yeah. on the fence, and I just got done taking a real long walk, working out, and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call them and see if they got any tickets left. So I got the last ticket. It was the last front row ticket they had. Uh-huh. I bought it and went to the show. And so I go to the show. I, I get in there and I get my drink and my piece of pizza and I go sit down and I look up and everybody is staring at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm looking around, and at the time I see, you know, my trainer Terry Zeller over there staring at, staring a hole through me. I see the security staring a hole through me, and I got a guy over the rail that's working for the show laughing at me, saying, "You know, you look like you could be one of these wrestlers." And everybody around me's chuckling, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." And so I'm watching the show, having a great time. This whole time, these people are staring at me, and I'm like, "Am I on candid camera or something? Like, what's what's going on?" <laughs> and so, um, you know, in intermission, intermission happens and I get up and I go and introduce myself to the, I didn't know he was the owner. I introduced myself. I said, Hey, you know, I'm Joe Helms, you know, nice to meet you. I'm enjoying the show. It's a great job. You know, and I left it at that, mm-hmm. went and sat down, show goes on, show's over, whatever I leave, you know, and, um, the next day I'm at the gym just telling people, you know, how much of a good time I had. And um, I get a message from the from the owner promoter, and he's he's like, hey, he's like, um, it took me a minute to figure out who you was, and once I looked at her messages, I realized who you was. He's like, 
how would you like to be a special guest in our 15-man battle royal August 28th? And I just, my reply was, only since I was 12. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the it took me a couple of weeks to get, like, some blood work in. And they required us to have blood work and all that stuff before we could start training. And, right. um it took a couple of weeks, but I was there every Saturday, just sitting in the chair watching and, and paying attention and learning. Uh-huh. I, uh, by, by the time that when I got in there and I started doing all the stuff, you know, I became super fluent real quick because I was training football still early in the mornings at like 6 a.m. Uh-huh. for a couple hours. And then I'd go home, shower, get in the, get in the ring from like 11 to like, like four or five in the evening. Oh, so I'd be destroyed at the end of the day. And I'm like, holy moly. And then Sundays they would have a, a an advanced class for some of the guys that have been doing it for like eight months earlier. Uh-huh. And they would just do matches. They would do they would go through matches. They'd work through matches and they try to build up their stamina in time and matches. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna double dip because I, I wanna learn this. And so I was I was just doing it and Two two days, all my whole weekend. That's what it revolved around. I never watched another game of football. Wow! And <laughs> um, with, I know I I mean I put myself through the gauntlet to learn. Yeah. And so I was about two weeks in. I was about two weeks into training, <laughs> and my goal my goal was I'd come home and I'd study and study and study YouTube. I would get on there and study 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 study. Mm-hmm. And um, I come in and my goal was to like impress my trainer terry zeller which okay. terry 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 was in the wwf so and he's been my hands-on trainer ever since okay so i come in there and it's a sunday and we're gonna i'm gonna do a match with one of the guys and so you know we, we lock up and I, I punch the dude in the jaw and he spins around and i just do a standing drop kick and hit him dead in the chest and and at the time i was about i was about 315 pounds and and I, I took him down, and Terry's eyes got as big as saucers, and he completely stopped the whole the whole thing. And he goes, "What is wrong with you guys?" And I'm sitting here looking at him like, "What I do?" <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's literally yelling at the other students. He's like, "Joe has been here for two weeks, yeah, and he is further along than you guys are, and you have been doing this for eight months or better." Yeah, and he made everybody stop what they were doing and start drop kicking the turnbuckles. Just <laughs> 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 it, it, it just kept rolling from there. And once they got me in that that battle royal, like I, man, that's probably the most nervous I ever have been in my life. I wasn't even that nervous when I had my first marriage. Oh wow, yeah, I can imagine though. I mean, that man yeah, getting in front of all those people. Nah. <laughs> I mean. Well, I mean, the people are like, you played arena football. You've been in front of like at least 5,000 people. And I'm like, yeah, it's different, though, because all the attention is directed on you, uh-huh. you know. And my thing was, I don't want to get out here and mess up. That was my biggest fear was messing up. Right. There's really no messing up in a battle royal. It's a battle royal, you know. Yeah, exactly. And um, it went over very, very well. When I came out, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to come out with some sunglasses on and just try to not look at the crowd, you know, just be a <laughs> robot, be a robot and get through it, Joe. And I remember sitting at that back curtain and Terry walking over to me and he goes, 
you're nervous, aren't you? I said, you think? I said, yeah. He goes, all right, shake your hands out. Shake your hands out. You know, bounce around a little bit. Shake it off. It'll be all right. You're, you'll be fine. <laughs> and so then it was time for me to go out, and I went out there, and I just, you know, like I said, I was kind of zoned out and like robot and stuff, you know. But what helped was the reception I got from the crowd because they had pumped me up all these weeks about being in this battle royal. Yeah. The reception I got made it so much easier because another thing was I was afraid of was – are they going to like me? Right. You know? Yeah. Are they going to accept me? Because I mean, most of the people, they, they knew me from around the areas being like a football star from around here. Yeah. And is um, that what they build you as to? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming from the queen city insane asylum and they're just throwing me in, you know, as they, um, you know, Terry was like, oh, I went out to look for the best and I brought you this guy, blah, blah, blah. So it, we pumped it up you know, for weeks and weeks, you know, to, to feed, to feed the anticipation. I got you. Okay. And, um, went through and did it all and, and had a blast. Um, you know, I ended up getting screwed at the very end. I didn't win, which that's, you know, it happened. Yeah. But it, it, what, what ended up happening was it led into a storyline that kept me rolling and doing more shows. Uh huh. And so I just kept having that hunger. You know, and yeah, wanting to wanting to do more, want to learn more, want to absorb. You know, so then I'd go, you know, do seminars. Man, I've I've did, I don't know, probably eight or nine seminars in the last year. I've spent a gang of money on seminars trying to learn. I've noticed there's been quite a few that I've seen uh, advertised here lately and everything. I, I'm not a wrestler myself, but first I would love to just be able to sit in and listen on some of that stuff sometime because it just, it's even though I'm not one, it still intrigues me to, you know, see that other side of it. So yeah, I would be the one that would spend a bunch of money on that too. So <laughs> you're in good company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had some seminars where it was like a two hours of just sit down and, and, and bring a notepad. Yeah. And then I've had and I've had some where surprise you're going to do a 5 minute match in front of me and you're I'm going to critique you. And those oh. are the ones that <laughs> those pick you off guard because I I went to a QT Marshall seminar in Cape Girardeau back in January. Uh-huh. And I come in there and I'm expecting maybe we're going to do some drills this that what have you and him just tell you what we're going to work on. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot of guys that were in the show that were at the seminar as well. Yeah. And um, he got to talking and he's like, well, what we're going to do is we're just going to pair off and we're going to do five minute matches. And I, my eyes was just like, you're kidding me. Because <laughs> at, at that time, at that time, I had the I've done I did the battle royal, mm-hmm. which really wasn't much. Then right. I had a match with Derek James in October, which was a five minute match that ended in a DQ where I got attacked from behind and I ended up winning, uh, which was literally nothing, which was like literally nothing. And <laughs> then, and then, um, December, I did a tag team match with, uh, uh, the Merc Graham Bell, uh-huh. which we did. A, it was, a, it was an awesome match. Like I, I go back and watch it all the time. I've got the footage on my phone. Cause it's probably one of my, my one of my favorite. I love working with Graham. Yeah. Um, and that was a show that Al Snow was at, and I got to meet Al Snow, and that oh, was pretty fun. That's cool. Got to hear some stories. Got to get some stories from that guy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and so that was pretty fun. And then that was all I had done until you know QT Marshall was like, "We're going to do a five minute match," and it was like with people we didn't even know, you know, and it was just like thrown thrown in a fire. 
<laughs> and so I got through that and happily he said I didn't suck. And um, he, he just told me there was like about four things I needed to work on. And he said, by the way, you got a great tan. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> but you know, he did say, you know, one thing you do need to work on. And he pointed to my midsection and I was like, well, I get that. And you know, I guess if you would have seen where I was before, I'm, I'm seriously working on it. Right. And, um, and so, you know, I just, you know, I, I, you know, always take, you know, pen and paper, write important things down, you know, it always helps out. That was one thing I went to a Bob Evans, Bob Evans seminar uh-huh. and, um, brutal Bob. It was a two hour seminar. We, we, he, he literally just fed us with knowledge That's cool. and I just, I've got a notepad of all kinds of stuff that he wrote or he, uh, talked about and wrote down. I got to meet Jimmy Hart back in, uh, what was it? I think it was, maybe it was February. I can't remember, but at that, um, QT Marshall seminar. I got mm-hmm. to meet uh, Kevin Nash. Which that was that was pretty awesome. Oh wow! I got to get my picture with him. Yeah, that dude is huge. Like <laughs> I thought, I had big hands. Yeah, like, that guy's massive. You can see him walking a mile away. That's and uh, cool dude, cool dude, yeah. cool dude. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I got. I'm going to be put into a video game that's supposed to that's supposed to uh, be here in November. Is is that it's, the um, internet one uh, that's going to be on Steam? Yes. Okay. Valvex Games, uh, Rebirth of the Territories. Yes. Uh, I, I actually had a yeah. guy on here uh, a few months ago who's going to be on there as well. Walker Stewart um, is actually going to be a part of that as well. And so when I heard about that, I was pretty intrigued. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. And now I've got you on here, and you're going to be on there as well. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, I was really stoked about that for only like being uh, being around for like a short, short while and, you know, getting accepted to do that. You know, I, w- I was pretty stoked about that. But, you know, with with the characters that I have now, I really wish I had them at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you develop your characters that you use? Because whenever I saw you wrestle, you was uh, it was Joe Helms, the silverback, you know. Um, yeah. And it, w- it was kind of a, a more of a heel character and stuff. So how do you uh, kind of base your characters off of? Or what do you base okay, them off so, of? Okay, so that show as me being a heel, uh-huh. as, as nasty as I was in that show, that was the first time I actually went hardcore heel. Really? Yes. <laughs> and, and so... Um, and, and I'll get back to that here in a minute. But um, okay. so my character, um, the Silverback, it's my both of my characters that I do have um, are things from my life in which a lot of the a lot of the, you know, legends and people on wrestling will tell you those are the best gimmicks you can have because they're easy for you to play and you can play them so well. Yes. Um, so the Silverback character, um, believe it or not, that's. So the last team I played for was Queen City Insane Asylum, and uh-huh. our mascot was the Silverback Gorilla. Oh, okay. And it just so happens when I'm in the ring, as you see me, I kind of look like a big gorilla, <laughs> you know, a big old gorilla in there. And so, um, also, I, you know, when you, when you saw me, I didn't have um, the rest of my gear because okay. um, that promoter didn't didn't like that. So I just did whatever it was to get some ring time. Okay. Um, and so the rest of my gear, you know, I've got these 
these um, shoulder pads I had made that have spikes and skulls on them, and they're not—they're not like the Road Warriors. They're—they're mm-hmm. they're more like an apocalyptic look. Okay. And um, I had like had like this half skull mask that went with it, and um, and that was like my character. So with with um, the pads and the mask, mm-hmm. um, I actually coached youth football in the Springfield area. We were the the Springfield Youth Raiders. Okay. Okay. I had coached that team to like six championships, you know, with some other coaches and they all played, we played down in Dallas at the Cowboy Stadium at one time. And so I would show up with my own pads from the house and I would make these makeshift spikes and everything. And I would deck myself out uh-huh. as like one of the fan raiders that you'd see on TV. And I would come yeah. to the games as the mascot and coach the kids at the same time. And it just kind of kept rolling into it, right? That's really and, cool. And so what happened was I was showing the owners of the, the ICWF, you know, that look. And they were like, you need to do that. And I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, it's 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 it has a similarity to the Road Warriors, and I don't really want to infringe on that somewhat. And they were like, No, it's not, it's not the same, man. If you if you tweak it a certain way, and they just kept begging me to do it. So I I got online and I found somebody to make the pads that I had and it ended up costing me, gosh, it was like 550 bucks to have these made. Oh wow. And the pants that I had, they were my football pants, but you couldn't tell because they already had the silverback gorilla on them. And I just bought some pro wrestling knee pads uh-huh. and covered up the knees, and you'd never know. Yeah, and that's how that's where that that's where that gimmick come up with. Now, now the other gimmick, my heel gimmick now um, is the hired gun. Okay, which you know you see me, I look like the the mobster, gangster, mobster. Um, yeah, with the fedora and stuff. Uh, hitman. I look like a hitman. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm a hired gun for Stephen E, and he pays me to come in and do jobs on people. I got you. And so whenever, after I defeat whoever I defeat and and finish him off, uh-huh. I uh, I pull out a business card and I slide it in their belt and tap, pat them on their belly, you know, kind of like, you know, the old mobsters would if they just wasted somebody. Yeah. And, you know, trying to play the, you know, the whole character in and everything, you know. And so that whole look there. Uh-huh. Okay. So how that happened was I started training with uh, Jason Jones down in Harrison uh-huh. back in December, early December. Okay. And um, I, I had made it a personal goal to – um try to get on the show with him because I was just so enthralled with how he does everything. Cause he does a very good job. Yes, he does. And, and I would go to his shows and study, just study the, the, the crowd wrestler interaction. Mm-hmm. And that was why I would eat. And so I was down there training for quite a while and I wanted him to get used to me cause he knew me from ICWF and there was some kind of heat there mm-hmm. with, uh, ICWF and stuff. And um, I just got down there long enough to get to know him and, and him to get to know me and him to, you know, trust that I'm just I'm there to learn. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm this giant sponge, you know, and I'm still this giant sponge. I'm like I'm like uh, short circuit Johnny Five, you know, feeding more input, <laughs> input, input. And so a few well, about a month or so goes by and I'm just constantly coming in and working my butt off. And um, I pulled him to the side one night. And I was like, look, JJ, I was like, I'd really like to work for you at some point. You know, if you give me a chance, I said, I promise, I promise you that I'll work my butt off. I'll work hard for you. 
Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he shook my hand and he looked me in the eye and he's like, you know, he's like, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I left it at that. I didn't say another word. Yeah. And, um, I just kept training and doing my shows with ICWF and whatever. And, uh-huh. and, uh, he came to me one day and, and, and I said, uh, I said, well, I said, ICWF uh, isn't doing a show in April. And I said, I don't know if they're going to end up doing another show. And so some of the guys told me to go get booked or keep wrestling and, or keep training or whatever. And I said, so I don't know what's going to happen. So here I am. He said, all right. He said, well, let me think about it. And, and it like, might have been a couple weeks to go by. And he goes, come to me and he goes, I know you've been playing face up there and and doing all that. And, but he said, he said, I got a two day show coming up and he said, I'm short heels. And I, he said, I I got a heel job for you if you want to take it. And I was like, sure. You know, I, I, I haven't played that yet, so I might as well go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. But I said, if I, if I do it, I have to have Steven Espinosa because I am so enthralled with that man. Ever since I first saw him at mid States, I was like, if I'm ever a bad guy, that's gotta be my manager hands yeah. down yeah and so he stuck us both together and i went down that night and he was like to train it was that next saturday it was to train it was no, it was the tuesday it was the tuesday to train before the show okay and jay comes to me and he, and he says uh hey he goes do you have any like nice dress clothes or anything like that and, and his idea was you know kind of like uh, not Mr. Like, kind of like a Mr. Hughes, Bubba Rogers type character. Right. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, boy, do I. So, <laughs> so the, that character is literally based off of my bouncer job that I've had the last six years at a, at a club here in Springfield. Okay. Yeah. I worked for a strip club for like the last six years. Oh, wow. And, okay. Um, it was a gentleman's club and mm-hmm. I dressed really nice, just like that. And mm-hmm. when I worked there. and so I, you know, I showed up with that stuff with the, with that and, um, they loved it. And then I just tweaked it to with the white fedora instead of all black, just with the white and the white and trying to break it up and accessorize and everything. And just kind of built my character a little bit and just listen to the, what the crowd wanted and mm-hmm. they'll tell you what you want. They'll help shape your character if you just listen to them. Right. And it just it just started going really well. And whenever I debuted up there, they had me take out Striker, and um, that place went nuts. You would have thought you would have thought that you know, as a heel, uh-huh. they would have booed you, did not like you because I was with Stephen E. And that's the whole goal, you know, as a, as a heel, you being booed is cheering for you, you know? right? Yeah, you're doing your job exactly. But when, when I, well, I destroyed the good guy for Stephen E. And when Stephen E. was lifting my hand saying, I'm the future of mid-states, that whole place erupted and was, you know, bowing, we're not worthy and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, what the heck? <laughs> I, I can't do no wrong, obviously. Like, like I, that's that. we went to the back and Stephen looked at me and goes, what the hell was that? And I said, I said, I don't know. I said, apparently they like me destroying people. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's just, it's just culminated to just, you know, storyline that's rolling right now with it. And I've gotten to where I really love the character. And, um, 
I'm just, I'm trying to, uh, I want to try to get out in the circuit with it and just keep rolling with it. Like I have the, I, I still have the silverback character. Uh-huh. We just don't, I just don't know when that's going to pop back out right. or what's going to happen with that yet. But that's, that is, you know, it's, that's still in the closet. Um, I was at, um, one show here in Springfield, uh, I'll say back in June, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and Herb Simmons, who's probably one of the biggest promoters in the in the U.S. Man, knows everybody. Uh-huh. He's up there in Southern Illinois. He was at the show, okay. and I was the VIP. I was the VIP match, and um, I was the I was the uh, hired gun, and I went out and did my thing, and came back, and and I guess I impressed the man because he told me he said you 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 impressed me. You were very impressive, and I was like, really? You think so? You watched that? He's like, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, we'll have to see about getting you, getting you up there sometime, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, weekend for this past, I ended up, uh, you know, getting a chance to go up there and he, he put me in the show on the spot without me knowing, like I took my stuff and uh-huh. I went, I went in there and he goes, Hey, did you bring your stuff? And I said, yeah, I did. He goes, well, won't you, won't you bring it in and come sit in, in the production meeting? And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm sitting there listening, and he's like, all right, we got Big Joe versus Flash Flanagan for three minutes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, it, blew, it blew my mind because I wasn't expecting none of that. So he threw me right in the fire. With Flash. You're, just like, you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't expect it. I was just going to go up there and try to learn some stuff, you know, yeah. see, see a different angle, like TV TV taping, things like that, you know. And, and boy, he, he threw me right out there and – and uh, gave me a couple of matches uh, mm-hmm. to put on, and um, you know it's it's just it's it's been a wild year in wrestling, and so that day, that day was a one year anniversary that I got my first wrestling license. And if you would have told me a year, I would be doing the TV taping. I'd have told you you was crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, when you got it, you got it, man. Well, I'm not going to say I got it, but I'm going to say I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going to say I keep working at it. Right. You yeah. know, every, every, you know, a masterpiece is never done, right? Exactly. Well, and the good thing is I'm, I'm noticing this just talking with you and stuff. You're constantly a student of it. You know, you, you want wow. to learn. And there's a big difference between those who just, they're like, yeah, I, I can do this, you know, and the ones who I want to perfect what I'm doing. And that's the yeah. ones that actually make it worth watching are the ones who want to perfect what they're doing. So I can appreciate yeah. when you say things like this. Yeah. I, uh, so, you know, I watched, I watched my videos back like, gosh, I don't know how many times. And if I see something, it sticks out in my head over and over again. And I just look at it and disgust and other people won't see it. Right. But I'm like, you see that right there. I'm not happy about that right there. I got to fix that, yeah. you know, and then I'll send it to like, I'll send the video or something to like Gary Graham and have them look at it and yeah. he'll send me back his response and we'll talk in person and tell me, here's what you need to do. This is what I saw, you know, and that stuff will stick in my brain too, yeah. you know? And, um, and I, and when that instance in the ring actually comes up, mm-hmm. that advice that he tells me literally pops in my head and goes, okay, this is the spot where I've got to fix this. I got you. You know, and yeah. so like I've got, I've got JJ 
you know, throwing stuff at me. I got Terry throwing stuff at me and Gary Graham. I got like 80 years of stuff being thrown at me at one time in training. Yeah. You know, and it's like a, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. So I know you were talking about the um, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, and now I know that you have done a little bit of taping with them. How is that actually going? Well, I mean, I did the one weekend, and uh-huh. the and it's actually there was three shows done in one okay. one day, and so um, the producer they were they were really happy with me. They even messaged Jason and told him that I did a very good job. And That's good. they were happy with what I did, which made me happy that they messed him because that dude puts a lot of time and effort in on me too. Yeah. You know, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky and blessed to have these guys that I have around me. Yeah. And um, and the producer, the producer gave me his phone number and name and everything so they could call me for future taping. So uh, I'm cool. glad I just went up there and, and did the job and, and you know, where I was needed and, and took care of business. Awesome. That's good to hear. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to get in on that. And like Jason's, he's a great guy and everything. I, I just had him on this last week and uh, just hearing him talk. I know he's kind of a, uh, he's more of a classic trainer when it comes to the way he does things. And uh, I feel that's still needed in wrestling. You know, um, you're right. Because um, so if we, if there's a if there's a session going on and say someone's not getting a lockup right yeah. or there's some new students not getting something right it could be as simple as dropping an elbow on someone yeah whatever whatever that we were going to move to we were not going to move to we are going to make that session all about that lockup and that elbow drop and yeah. everybody's going to do it and so I love that because then he gets real thorough and, yep. and with, with his thorough and his techniques, he explains to you why this needs to look like this, why yes. that has to be this way. You know, he just doesn't say, Hey, do it this way. Yeah. Hey, do it that way. No, he breaks it down. That's good. And then it gives you a reason why. And that makes you think, Oh, okay. Now I know why, instead of you just barking, Hey, you've got to do it this way. <laughs> he explains it to you, you know, and, I'm the I'm the old school football guy. If you're not screaming at me, I'm not I'm not going to do any better. <laughs> if you need to get in my butt, get in my butt. I don't yeah. take offense to it. Yeah, that's like I tell all the other guys. Be honest with me with my matches that I send you. I said I'm I'm a big boy. I can take it. I need it. Yeah, you know any any criticism and, and negativity about whatever. I need to know. I need to fix this. No sugarcoat crap for me. Because I don't want to be an always safe wrestler out there, right? You know these guys; these guys' names are attached to me. Yeah, you know, and they, and they've got good credibility. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go out there to let's just say I go I go to New Breed and I stink it up and I hurt somebody, mm-hmm. and they know that AJ's been training me. That he don't deserve that. No. So, but what he does deserve is my undivided attention to learn every time, so I have a good reputation and he keeps his. Yeah. So, do you prefer to wrestle as a babyface or a heel? You know, that's a good question because I've actually did more time now as a heel than a babyface. Uh huh. You know, I think the thing is, everybody wants to be loved, right? And if you can be loved as a bad guy, I think that's kind of makes it even better. 
because uh-huh. you can you can like it's like almost like you can't do any wrong. Yeah. So I mean, everybody says everybody says uh, you know heals easy and it's fun, which it is fun. Yeah. Because you get to do all the dirty stuff and the in the faces don't. But whenever I was a face, I enjoyed it. Like right. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, you know, the fans love you, or whatever. But then once I started playing heel, because it was hard, it was really hard for me to 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 play heel because I'm genuinely a really nice guy. Uh-huh. And I'm I was always afraid of how the kids would see me, you know, and yeah. and, and just I, mean, I don't know. I guess, there's one thing that. It, it always played in my mind because you know I've got kids. I've got I've got four grandkids. Oh wow! And okay. and so I, I always am worried about you know hey there's a lot of kids out there that don't have people to look up to, mm-hmm. and if you know I'm the good guy and I'm their hero and I turn bad, you know, and I'm like what they have out there, you know, as far as getting along in life. And I turn to a bad guy, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just such a good guy. I worry about how those kids are mentally. Right. But I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, it was really tough for me to get into a heel mode. But once I had that two day experience down there, at mm-hmm. JJ show, he had a he had a had a Saturday, and that Sunday matinee. Yeah, and that Sunday matinee, um, I came out and I was dressed, you know, like like the Silverback, but I was out there with Stephen E. I learned a lot that day, being a heel. Yeah, because there was some people that gave me some rough criticism, and my job was wasn't to be interacting with the crowd very much. Uh-huh. And so that next show was Silent Springs. Okay. I was supposed to be face going down there to that show. Oh. And I was supposed to take on Chief at a Kula Kula. And when I got there, he wasn't there because he had been injured in his back. Okay. And I, couldn't make the show. I, I wondered about that because I, I know that he had been um, billed on the show, I think. And uh, I was wondering what happened yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, he was injured in his back pretty bad and couldn't make the show. So they pulled an audible and gave and gave me uh, I can't think of his name, um, but um, the guy that I played uh, wrestled with, they gave me him and they let him be the face and they made me be the heel. And I was like, I was the whole time I was in face mode. Uh-huh. So I had to pull an audible and go, okay, well, since I had that experience down there with Jason. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to amp this up 10 times over because I, I, you know, after the criticism I got from, it wasn't from Jason. It was just from other people. Right. I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this work. I am going to be the biggest jerk that walked the planet right now. <laughs> and so when my music came on, I waited, I waited and came out when I felt like it. Uh-huh. And when I came out, I just attacked the crowd, yep. you know, just, yelling at him and and just acting disgusted and and just like i just really didn't want to be there and wrestle in front of these people and you know i just 
I just let out everything I needed to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I, I called it nuclear. I went nuclear on them. <laughs> well, I remember my side. You told us we stunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually put a picture out there, and I think you uh, uh, reposted it and everything and said that you were calling us smelly or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to be as uh, as clean and mean as possible. <laughs> you know, I had a, there was a there was a group of kids. They were really giving me a time there, and oh. I, I would scream at them, man. And I would when I that time I I went out of the ring there and I turned around and well, there was no railing. There was no, no railing between us and the fans, you know. And I was like, well, this is a little different. And so I was able to like really get with them, like six or eight inches of these people and tell them to shut up you know yeah yeah and i'm like i'm waiting to just get clocked by one of these guys you know <laughs> and uh i didn't i for some reason i don't think they wanted to try it yeah. but uh well, if anything it would no, have been I mean, the kids that were there they were getting right up against the the ring at some points i was like man they <laughs> they need to back up i will say <laughs> i will say that was probably one of the greatest crowds because i felt like my match set the tone for the rest of the night Yeah, because I remember, I remember after uh, taking that loss uh -huh. and it was a flash and I was mad. I was going after everybody in the ring. Yeah. Um, as I was leaving, that whole crowd was chanting, na, 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 hey, hey, hey goodbye. <laughs> yeah. like, whole, yeah. I, I had a mad. Like, I just had it so mad. When you have the whole crowd going off on you like that, and then I turn around and tell them all to shut up before I go back in the back, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I went to the back. I was glowing in the back because I was like, I know I did my job. Yeah. Like, it was wonderful, you know. And, um, yeah, and Donnie was the guy's name. That Donnie something I can't remember, like, like peppercorn or something like pepper, that. Pepper, peppercorn or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he went to the back, and he's like, "Man, you made that easy on me." And I, I was so proud of myself at that time. I remember just just beaming the whole night and the whole way back to Springfield. You yeah. know, feeling so accomplished. Yeah. So that was actually my daughter's first wrestling show that she had ever been to. Oh, awesome! And How did she like it? Oh, she loved it. She can't wait to go back. So um, right on. I took my son to one in Bentonville. Um, uh -huh. And now they're like, okay, we now we both know that we all like it. So now we need to all go to a show together. And uh, right. trying to convince my wife to come with us too. So I'm hoping maybe we can go to a mid-state show. Um, I know they have one coming up in October, I believe. That yeah, I, think I believe we're gonna, that October that we're, 15th. In yeah, Harrison. yeah, we're gonna try to make it to to that one. I think so. It'll be a lot of fun. Good, you'll get to see the my my hired gun version of me. Awesome. And um, hopefully, you can catch up the storyline that's going on. If not, then uh, Jay sells the DVDs, and you kind of see what's going on. Yes. Um, let's see. Crown Crown has me um, booked for a main event match uh, October twenty second. I okay. think it's Asylum Springs. I think yes. that's Asylum Springs um, against Brandon Groom. Oh, okay. And we're going to see how that plays out. Um, hopefully that all works out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm kind of in a, I'm going to be in a, a show dry spell right now unless I, I get up there and do some more tapings with SICW. I don't have anything booked until well till the October fifteenth. So I'm sure I'm sure somebody will reach out. 
Well, I was watching, so on, I usually do this on my lunch at work. Uh, I'll go and watch some of the uh, wrestling shows. And I got to watch my, the, it was the first time I've actually got to watch the uh, S, uh, SICW show. And um, so Stephen E. was on commentary, the one that they just aired yes. um, uh, yesterday. Yeah. That, that dude can talk. He is very entertaining. That guy, man, I, I love him to death. So, yeah, we went up and taped uh, taped three episodes that day, uh-huh. um, and I was there. I was there for that. Uh, I just wasn't on the show. I right. thought I was. I thought I was, but it'll be actually next next Sunday, and probably the Sunday after that. Okay. So, um, but yeah, um, man, the conversations we had on the way down. You know, we we drove up together and rode back together, and. And uh, we had such a blast on the way back, you know, just talking like how much fun we had up there. Right. Like, Herb's got a Herb's got a great thing going on up there. I think the night before he had Cowboy Bob Orton up there wrestling mm-hmm. with the young kid. Um, he has all kinds of stars. He's got um, Nick Aldis coming up against Aquila Khan. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow, that yeah. th- that's a big name to be pulling. And you know, I mean, he, that, that's a very impressive. You know when you got cowboy bob and you got randy orton up there in arm's reach yeah i mean come on yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you know, true you know yeah. and nwa is just right up there yes you know yeah. and so you know some of those guys don't if they're not taping and doing stuff you know they're gonna they're gonna you know they're all friends with her right well and, herb will get them in there and, well and the thing is is they love wrestling you know, oh, and yeah, so yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be in the business if you didn't love it. So the, doing things like that, it's not a hassle for them. They, I'm sure that they just enjoy just being part of wrestling. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I wish I was a lot younger and got started earlier, but I didn't have the look that I have right now. So, you know. Yeah. I, well, for me, I uh, at one point I actually was talking to a guy who had his own wrestling school and stuff. But I ended up not going that route because um, I, I was married at the time. I, we hadn't been married for very long. And she was like, no, I don't think that's the way we want to go here. And so I was just like, okay. And I dropped it, you know. And But uh, that's totally fine and everything. I'm, I'm happy with the way things turned out. I've got my podcast that I do now. I'm, uh, I'm remarried. And everything has turned out great. So, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. I totally believe that. You know, and with my situation with wrestling, it's like I tell everybody, you know, my mom was always saying, Joe, you look like a wrestler. Come on now. Because I'll be lifting weights and, you know, I'll be all jacked up looking and everything. And she'd be like, you look like a wrestler and all this. And and family members over the years would say the same thing. and, And, um and it's just it's one of those things where you know what i said i said you know i i tried to do it in 2003 and i said i just completely you know let it go right and i said you know i gave it i gave it to god and wrestling found me yeah when it's time it's time it, it when things when things are supposed to happen it will find you exactly you know and it's a, it's like one of those destiny things you know like you know, you developed this look and you walked in somewhere at the right time, dude, you know? Yep. Yep. So did you grow up in a house that you did, did everybody watch wrestling and stuff like that when you were growing up? Um, 
Yeah, um, my dad was a big fan of Harley Race growing up. They used to go up and watch them. Um, I think it's Har- was it is it Harley Race Hall or something like that in Kansas City now? I think um, that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they used to go up there when they lived in Kansas City. They said before we were born, and they would go like every Friday and Saturday night up there and watch it live. Oh, wow. You know, okay. and um, I used to hear stories where my grandma um used to go watch some of the shows and she had a bobby pin from gorgeous george you know oh cool and and it was one of the golden bobby pins he used to give out and i'll tell you what that guy that guy was uh before his time because i watched um if you go on i think it's it's one of these stations they have like legendary heels Uh and you can go on and watch it uh-huh. And I actually got to watch my first match of Gorgeous George, and boy, they did not like that guy. <laughs> no, they like, did not. He, I mean, he looked, he looked real feminine. He looked real, real womanly, you know. And yeah, and they just did not like that guy. But he played it so good. Oh yeah, he played it so good. He knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, we watched a little bit of it. My brother-in-law and his family were massive wrestling fans, so we were always watching WrestleMania. Uh-huh. We were always watching the SummerSlam. We were always watching all those things when they rolled around, man. And I used to remember camping out over there all day long because, you know, WrestleMania used to be like, like five six hours long and then with like an hour long intermission yeah and we was there all day long like a party you know and yeah. i remember it being i think it was on sunday it was like on sundays yes and they was like god i gotta get up school the next day <laughs> so yeah i mean it was it was always one of those things you know and you know i credit a lot of my personality you know to watching wrestling you know it just mm-hmm. it is it you have to be a a different kind of person to be a wrestler. It's like I always say, you know, the weird world of wrestling because it, it 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 takes people that have this mind, you know, of art. Art, like it's it's an art. It's character building. It's you know, the art of the moves. It's it, it's all of it. You know, there's just so much there. I just can't get enough of it. My my brain is just want to absorb all the time. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. And like I said before, you know, uh, you can tell that you're, you are a student of it and you are willing to learn. And that is so important. And I, I love hearing that. Um, I'm always going to be a student. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you're not, then, you know, something's wrong. Yeah, that's what they say. If you, if you think you know it all, it's time to get out. Yeah, exactly. So... We're about to kind of come up on a close here pretty soon on this episode and everything, but I want to give you an opportunity to uh, maybe, if you have some stuff that's coming up that maybe you want to announce or talk about, kind of give you that opportunity to do so. Because uh, we got the mid-stage show uh, October 15th in Harrison, mm-hmm. and then I th- and then I have the um, Crown Wrestling, I think it's Asylum Springs, that's okay. going to be October 22nd. Okay. Mid-States is going to be, the next show in Springfield is going to be uh, November 12th. So is there anything that you would like to say to maybe your fans that are listening to this podcast? You know, uh, just follow me, hang in there. You know, it's a, it's a journey and we're all, we're all taking it together. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't do this by myself. You know, it's like I, I, I posted the other day, I said in the last year, 
I've actually paid some bills and have been fed by wrestling. And if it wasn't for them fans out there supporting me like they do, then I wouldn't exist. Yeah, right on, man. So if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? Um, actually, right now, um, I have an Instagram, uh, Big Joe Helms on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, on Facebook, you just look up Joe Helms. You'll, you'll see my ugly mug on there. Um, <laughs> so I'm not real, like out there out there social media i'm trying to build that that's a job in itself believe me man let me tell you <laughs> but i'm just hoping like the the word of mouth the word of mouth gets out there and you know they they want to they they want the higher the higher the higher gun bring the higher gun in Stephen e let's let's knock some heads there you go man all right well it has been awesome talking to you and uh, I'm going to definitely have to have you come back on here and talk some more. For sure. There's always a lot more to talk about. Oh, for sure. All right, man. Well, you have a good night, okay? All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Cat's Pajamas, a.k.a. Cat's PJs. I'm the host of a show called Creative Podcasts, where we talk all things music, musicians, musicianship, music, influences, music, backstories, the origins, where they come from, what do they do, what are they doing now? So if you're into music, if you listen to music, come on over to Creative Podcasts, where all the cool cats are We'll talk about your favorite artists, your favorite songs, conspiracies to funny things, this, that, finger snaps, hand claps, all genres of music, eclectic, electric, and nothing like you'd expect it. So come on over to Creative Podcast and tune in, baby. Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. Fascinating people, fascinating places. The weekly podcast available on all major platforms. I definitely knew I was going to be an astronaut. That coronavirus is a work of God. There's a huge conspiracy at work. There were a number of spies. It straddles fantasy and reality. It ain't so funny once the rabbit got the gun. Oh, uh, you're telling me that about. You're not a Christian, you're a liar. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Big Joe Helms. He was a lot of fun to talk with, and I can't wait to have him back on the show. Um, I've actually got to talk to him a few times since we recorded this, and uh, yeah, he's a pretty awesome guy and really down-to-earth. I'm glad that I was able to have him on here for you guys to hear 
this amazing story of how he got into pro wrestling. I look forward to seeing where he goes in the future. Hopefully you guys will go out and kind of uh, look up some of his stuff, you know, try to follow him along with a lot of these other wrestlers that I've had on here. Go and check them out. They have some amazing matches out there that you can go and find in different places. You can find them on YouTube or you can go to mid States and get some of the DVDs that they have or wrestling for a cause or any of the other ones that I've had on here. Um, just go out and follow them, you know, uh, support local wrestling, support your local wrestlers. So next week I am going to have with me, Christopher Allred. He is the owner and promoter for crown championship wrestling. And I'm looking very much uh, forward to talking to him in this next week. I've uh, talked to him a few times, trying to get things straight, you know, on what we're going to talk about and everything. I know we are going to discuss some NCAA football and the future of how that might look. Um, We're also going to discuss wrestling because, you know, I love wrestling on this show. (laughs) I know this is not a wrestling podcast, but I do talk about it a lot because... If you give a dad a podcast, and I'm a dad who likes wrestling. So you give me a show, and I'm going to talk about what I like on here. So hopefully you guys stick around for that next episode. And then the week after that, I will be having the Iceman, Howard Moritz. Um, He is out of Missouri as well. And then the week following that, I have MJ Bell, who is a referee. So I believe this is the first time that I've had an actual referee on my show. He is a referee for uh, Game Changer Wrestling. It's going to be a lot of fun talking with him as well. And then after that, I have um, Philip Douthit, who is a men's marriage counselor. So I'm trying to shake things up a little bit and get some different people on here. And on my calendar, I have here the weekend after that. It's, I'm going to have the Johnnies back on here. They're actually... As far as I know, we're trying to set it up. Uh, At the end of September, I plan on having them over here at my house to record in person. And we're going to talk comic books. So I'm very excited about that one coming up. So, yeah, I've got some pretty cool shows that are coming up. And I hope that you guys stick around for them. And for those that came just to hear the Joe Helms episode, I hope that you enjoyed what you heard. And I hope that you stick around and try to find something else here that you enjoy. I've got plenty of episodes for plenty of people. You know, um, I could have potentially anything that you could ever want to hear right here on this show. So the people who are listening right now, if you like the episode, go out and rate it and review it. Or even if you didn't like the episode, go out and rate it and review it and tell me what you thought. If you like it, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Just let me know what you think. And if you guys want to send me a line, you can do so at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to keep up with the show, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Facebook, and it's at I-Y-G-A-D-A-P, which is the acronym for If You Give a Data Podcast. Or as I like to say, I get dap. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, and that's at giveadatapodcast. And you can also follow me on Twitter, and that's at dadpodcast11. You can find me on any of those places to keep up with what's going on with the show. If anything special is happening, if anything's changing, that's where I'm most likely going to be telling you about it. I still have the Rad Dad shout-out to anybody who wants to send me a line to maybe give a shout-out to their dad. Or if you are a dad or a parent and you are proud of something that your kid has done and you want to 
brag about it, then you can do a proud parent shout out on this show as well. Um, for protection of kid purposes and stuff like that, you can omit their names, things like that. We'll make it as safe as possible, just as long as you're able to say, hey, I'm proud of my kid for doing this. And uh, yeah, that's what the show is all about. I want to make this a place where people can express what they want to express here and feel safe doing it. I love doing this show. I love having these people on my show and I'm very thankful and I love the listeners that I have for this show. So I'm going to bring this show to a close and uh, yeah, I look forward to bringing more episodes to you. I am very thankful for your support. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Bye. enjoyed our show come back next week come on guys you know you want to come back might get some laughs oh yeah another episode in the books (laughs) 